Whoa! I don't know why I'm doing the intro. It's you that's supposed to be hosting. No, I kind of oh. like it. I like it. You just you just do the intro, Brent. I, I, Welcome I, to the Chuck New Hunters team preview. I ate a greasy meal last night. We went out for a couple of drinks. And I tell you, I was rolling around in bed. My stomach was going crazy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Now we're recorded, and I'm wearing the same jacket as last episode. Are last you? time we did the team previews, yeah, I got the pants yeah, jacket is. on again. Yeah. Oh, there you doing go. My, doing my, um, trying to get tap into my roots. Yeah, what is the what is the name that's so, on that? This belonged to a man called John. John. John the painter. He was in um, Vermont. What? <laughs> that was where he was based and lived. And it's, I don't know what happened to him. Well, if you're John from Vermont and you're listening to this show, come on down. John Painting, please. The CEO of Painting. Get John back to Painting. John, please, John painting, painting from Vermont. It's a cold day, so I thought I'd wear my jacket. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We're going to do a team preview of the Chengdu Hunters. But first, we don't normally do weird little like podcast tangents when we, well, I guess we do sometimes. But yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. When we do the yeah, team previews, speak. when we do the team previews, we try and keep it focused most of the time. But there's a really cool tournament that's going on on the 12th of March. So let me just pull up some information for you guys as well. It's a tournament organizer called Monkey Bubble, and they're running a tournament with a couple of teams from Overwatch Contenders and two teams doing a show match uh, from the Overwatch League. And the goal of it is to entertain people and raise money for the humanitarian uh, relief in Ukraine right now. So we wanted to give a shout out to, to that. You can tune in. I think it's twitch.tv slash monkey bubble. Let me just make sure. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash monkey, MB underscore official, actually. There you go. So I did get the thing wrong. Anyway, it's a cool tournament that's running March the 12th. Go and check it out and take a look if you're interested in sending some funds their way and uh, helping towards the obviously horrific stuff that's happening over in Ukraine, then please feel free to do so. Should be a cool tournament as well, especially in this world of content drought. Uh, and speaking of the content drought, Let's rustle up some content of our own, shall we? Okay. Let's farm the fields for some content. It. Yeah, and hunt for it. Yep. Like our ancestors hunted for nuts to survive the oncoming winter. Yes. Chengdu hunters. I want to start big picture. Chengdu actually did really well in 2021. Yeah. Are they going to be better or worse? Do you take the over under? Which one do you take for 2022? Better. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'm They're there with you so as well. So fucking good. How nuts is that that you... Because... Okay, they didn't win a tournament, but uh, did we ha did we power rank them as like the fourth best team of the year or something? I think I can't exactly remember, but I think it went something like Shanghai. Then there was like Dallas, Atlanta, or maybe Atlanta, Dallas, and then Chengdu. I think we power ranked did we them even, fourth. Did we even do a postseason team power ranking? I, I think that. we did. I think we did. I, I just can't recall what that. it was. That might have been 2020, actually. <laughs> No, um, man, I that wasn't 2020. I don't know, I don't know. No, but we definitely did an end of regular season at least. I don't know whether sure. we did one of... Oh, Kurt's finding Kurt's it. Finding Kurt's the finding the info. Troll. But Honestly, if we're saying might... over on a fourth best team of the year, that's, that's kind of nasty, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my justification for this is um, they, made, they made one addition, right, to the team? A Prita, was, yes. Yeah, one serious addition, a Prita. A Prita, Prita. Yeah. Dude, a Prita, absolutely, again... Uh, Use this term when I was describing Backbone, but again, when my cousin went to a secondary school and I saw him <laughs> knock some kid out in a car park and he's a sick player. He is, he's a nasty, nasty hit scan player. Um, and it just adds that at the, the extra threat of Aprita alongside Jinmu and Leave, yeah. where you've got them covering almost all the bases with TPS. Now, 
I actually think as well, in a more, if I'm looking big picture with Chengdu Hunters, I want them to tap into that 2019 whimsy. This is mm. a team that was experimenting more than any other team and pulling out the most crackpot shit imaginable in terms of compositions. Okay. And if they can do that in Overwatch 2 as a game, new game coming in, new meta. These guys, I mean, there's a world in which Chengdu are set in the, the meta where they're the ones who are uh. finding out the hidden shit. I'm t it takes a lot for a team to be able to find something that works that's not meta, playing towards their strengths. And now you're giving them an entirely new sandbox, new tools, new heroes, new abilities. It all comes together, I'm telling you. Chengdu are going to... To be fair, they, were they really that unorthodox this past year? I don't think no, they were that No, they, they haven't been. That's why I said 2019. Oh, I mean, yeah. but also, that's fair. they don't rely on Aemong and Jinmu anymore to be the star players of this Maybe team. they need to get them back. Well, Jinmu's still there. This team is going to be amazing. Jinmu's still there. I still think this team is going to be amazing. But I think see any playtime. I'm sorry. So yeah, my point is they were willing to experiment a lot and willing to play into their strengths a ton early on. Obviously, the team is very different from then to now. But I think that goes a long way when you're looking into a new game, and I think that's telling of the kind of you're not going to get stuck in a box in terms of your way of thinking about compositions. Very powerful moving forward. Very powerful. Um, I go on, Johnny. I think uh, kind of not not the opposite, but I think I take the other direction where I look at this roster and it's so fucking good that they can literally just roll up in the most vanilla comp necessary and just dominate by sheer mechanical skill and flexibility. Like this team is unbelievably stacked now. Okay, if not only did you have the uh, reigning league MVP in league for your team, you have a back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back finals MVP hitscan player in Aprita, okay? Th th this is one of the best DPS duos in the league, okay? It's like a top three DPS duo in the league. I'm not even ki kidding. Like, it's no, better yeah, than yeah. so many other teams. Yeah. And then you have Gaga. Leave, who's leaving very anyone well is a good DPS duo. And then leaving Aprita is crazy. I mean, this is just unfair at this point. I did some, you know, studying up, researching this past week, going into these episodes, just like to find out what's going on in the Chinese region, etc. These guys are fucking crazy, like unbelievable. <laughs> I, dude, I, th this is it. This is it, guys. This is what we've been waiting for for like th three, four years. Okay, it started out with the the funny shenanigans, like the Roadhog compositions and Bastion comps in like 2018, 2019, Chinese funny region. Then we got Among, and we got um, Jinmu as well, just messing around. You know, the Giga Chad overpowering Super with the Reinhardt duels. Oh, no, it was not. It was Bumper. It was I Bumper, think. yeah. Man. Yeah, it was Bumper. Like this is it. Okay, the Chinese region is about to launch into fucking space. And they're not stopping at the end of the galaxy, okay? They're going to fucking Tatooine. These guys are nuts. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't Tatooine dude. potentially? Well, I guess yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's they're they're going, dude. Like okay. Elon Musk is jealous at this point. But also, these guys they're going to win a stage. They're they're potentially like an Overwatch League champion at the end of this. Like if they're like. <laughs> They're so fucking good. Okay, I'm but stoked. also winning it all. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. We were talking about that before for 2021 because Team CC had won the gauntlet. The Chinese region was looking really good. They had these players that were like massively on the come up. Gaga and Liga in particular, but the, a bunch of support players too. This team is, I don't know, the, the last year was also supposed to be the breakthrough year for China and they... They were on the cusp, I think, but they didn't actually 
break through to win any stage, win a trophy. Do I mean, obviously, Leave won the MVP, I guess. Mm -hmm. But almost the way that Leave did it was he was hard carrying his team, right? It wasn't, I don't know, that's a little unfair because he wasn't just the only good player on the squad. But there were certainly, there was an outsized impact coming from that one player. It wasn't like they were a extremely well-coordinated team like, you know, a, a Dallas or a Shanghai where everyone was pulling their weight and it was, the team coordination was fantastic or whatever. So what makes you so much more excited this year? Is it that they only rely on Gaga and you don't have to worry about the off-tank? Is it that they have a pretty, like, what, what in your head, Johnny, is pushing them from being good to could potentially win the tournament? I, I think the tanking situation is part of it. I mean, it was very messy with Elsa and Late Young, and both of those actually contributed in like significant ways to this team. Uh, I mean, they both had uh, outstanding seasons in their own regard before even and then Elsa retired, Late Young stepped in, did a great job. Uh, but the DPS line, honestly, with Aprita, is just so more consistent. No more messing around with Jimmy. Fucking hell. The Taro Cookie stepping in the middle of the season, trying to fill this void as well. Jinmu, like, he can be amazing at times. And, like, he certainly shines on some heroes. But he's so he's so inconsistent. And you don't really know what you're going to get from him. The fact that you can now rely on Gaga, who's a fantastic, well-rounded main tank, going into Overwatch 2, where that's where you really need... And you have one of the best DPS lines in the entire league. And we already know like how good Nisha is on uh, Brigitte and stuff like that. Now, I think downgrading from Iveltal uh, on a you know full-time basis is a two-way player now. That could be an issue for this team because I think Iveltal, um, he, he's just sort of well-rounded uh, main support overall, while Nisha primarily played to his strengths this past season. Uh, but they have two amazing flex support players as well in Monks at Faraway, um, if that's what they need in Overwatch 2. Honestly, the big question for me is the head coaching. Uh, and again, maybe, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself, maybe we want to talk, talk more about the roster. But Ray stepping away for a little bit from this team. Uh, He's that... an honorary advisor. What does honorary that even advisor. mean? He's essentially Professor Emeritus coaching. He's Professor Emeritus coaching. He's just... <laughs> He's he's just received an honorary title to where he just gets to like I don't even are they still paying him like is, that, <laughs> is he still getting paid? Is it like when like, the he, CEO leaves a company and they move to the board of advisors? Yeah, like, that, what's he doing? Is he yeah. still voting? Is he a shareholder? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. As an honorary, Whoa, let's check the sources. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't really have a head coach. So I mean, I guess we're waiting for an official announcement on who's actually going to be the, the yeah, like, head, of the head, coach? head coach. But yeah. we, we don't know. So that hmm. is the biggest question more right but unlike some rosters like Tangjo spark last year there's not a ton of like room for messing up this team like you know who your starting five is you know who your main support is going to be in this lineup you know who your I... tank is going to be so i hopefully they don't there's less room for error with an already amazing roster Connor. I I mean so I first of all by messing up you specifically uh, yeah you really called me out there he's like no, what, I was, <laughs> but I, but I was about to say a point and I realized actually Connor you take the stage my turn with the talking <laughs> stick yeah my turn with the talking stick I mean I just think that they could still mess up this team it's just they won't mess it up roster wise it's just they're telling them to do stupid bullshit and now it's like it's just like it could be like a very poor read on metas and like how we execute the game which is very possible moving into a new title where no one's played it still so yeah, yeah. like. 
it's very, very possible that they don't that they could get a head coach that is just done doing some silly shit, right? It's part, but that's unlikely with the rosters this good. I do think they're going to be better than they were last year, but not because this team is like magically gotten better outside of Aprita. It's just there's less emphasis on the tank role, and you have better DPS players. Um, I also want to have a more fluid gameplay style. I I agree with your general sentiment, right? I. I think I'd still expect Chengdu, yeah, to be like winning a stage or doing something, you know, really competing with the Shanghai Dragons for winning APAC this year, that kind of thing. But I want to play devil's advocate here for a while because I do see some flaws with this team. I think there's flaws with a lot of teams. So I want to shoot some things at you and, and see how you would respond to them, right? I agree. Right. Let's start with the DPS line. Leaves 2020 season actually wasn't insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is like there good. a world in which Leave actually just had a god year and just settles back down again to being a good, oh, not even good, that's too far. He was a great player in 2020, but he was <laughs> unfucking believable <laughs> in 2021. He had like the ants year. When we were yes, talking about greatest yeah. of all time, like single years, we were talking about like Leave and ants, like holy fuck, they dominated. I've never seen anyone else do what they did. But can he keep it up? That's the question open to the floor. Do you think it's more likely that he keeps it up or settles into just being a great talent? What do you, how do you, how could you counterpoint? A I'm question? counterpointing it right here, right <laughs> now. Listen, listen. Live refutation. Listen, <laughs> listen objection to that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a valid point. You bring up some good points. Unfortunately, I don't respect your opinion enough. And so I'm going to dismantle it. <laughs> because Leave, Leave took a big break from the game, right? When he came back in 2020. Uh, yeah, I Huge think he'd break. been gone for like the whole like of 2019. Two, like two years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was at a, a big yeah, two-year break. I see 2020 as his kind of like, you run a really hot bath and you're, ooh, you're getting back into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, you got a really scalded hot yeah. bath. And okay. You to, ooh, you're settling in. Um, and that was his 2020. Okay. And once he had got in the bath, that was 2021. Right. Mans right. was scrubbing. <laughs> he was cleaning <laughs> himself. Where are you going with this? He was he was warmed up to the game again. I think right. that's how I look at it. No, I think that's I think that's fair. Also, I think his hyper carry play style is going to be even better in five v five. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And also, I think if you want to make that point, you know, maybe his MVP season was an outlier, or not necessarily an outlier. Is not what I mean, but like maybe his decline will be quite rough. I think in a historical context, if you look at the former MVPs of the league, so like Jonak, twenty eighteen, um, Sinatra, Fleta. All those guys have had pretty consistent, fantastic performances after that as well. I think for the case of Jonak, obviously he dropped off uh, a little bit when it came to hero pool flexibility, primarily like when Batiste was released. And, you know, he obviously wasn't as good on Batiste as he was on Anans and Yada. But for the most part, like all those three guys have maintained a really high level uh, of play after they were um, crowned mm -hmm. MVP. So I think from a historical context, I don't think people dropping off that sharply like out of nowhere doesn't come um without some kind of like exterior uh reasoning or they're just like in a really True. poor team uh condition for whatever you know maybe they're <laughs> messing around the roster coaching whatever in this case leave has an even better team um you know the coaching thing could be the one thing that stands out like maybe some kind of coach wants this team to play some kind of way and sure, leave exactly. doesn't benefit as much yeah. of that maybe he gets upset about that, well, that hey, was, i'm the mvp but 
that was one of my other questions was, and I think we've already touched on this point, but it's just another thing that's at the top of my mind. When you're bringing up 2019, 2019 was a mad year for Chengdu. If you remember, they were swapping their coaches around massively. Yeah. I think they, I can't remember exactly the timeline, but they like started with Ray and they were doing I think really you can well. See your transactions on oh, yeah, probably if you pull up. Yeah, I think yeah, they started with Ray and then Ray left, was it for health issues or something? Yeah, and then so they he got, left because of health issues. They got like yeah. a Chinese caster. I think his name was Chen, something like that. It would be like 2019. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, head a, that's a players. If you scroll down, you'll see organization former. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You can sort by a join date, I think, or leave date, I guess, would be better. Dude, I don't even know how yeah. to read this, but I mean, yeah, they, crazy. they cycled through a bunch of different people. And <laughs> uh, Ray, who is now the honorary advisor, was definitely their best um, coach. They saw the most success under him. And... That was not only with them having a great 2020 season, sorry, 2021 season, but that was also the really cool shit they were doing in 2019. Yeah. That was also him. So, you know, I, I'm just wondering how much, <laughs> how much he's going to be able to do from his honorary advisory position to be able to guide this team. I think some of it is going to come down to the coaching. Plus, we've already discussed that point, but what about the tank? They only have oh, yeah. one tank. That's it's just I... Gaga alone. And I think Gaga is a very talented player, but I've never seen him play off tanks. And he is really well-rounded on the main tanks, but like, is that going to be enough? Who would they even go to if Gaga... Right, if you want a full Chinese team and Gaga wasn't cutting the mustard on off tanks... Who the fuck do you even get? Like, that could be a bit of a sticking point, no? I mean, there's Arya. like, uh, I think, like, I want to believe, I think like X-Ray is the off tank for Team Chaser. If I remember, it's either X-Ray or Die. Let me see, right. I'm making sure. Let me check on their, no, it's not X-Ray then. It's, it must be Die, D-A-I. Yeah, it is, that's who it is. And I've seen some of his gameplay, and he's pretty good. So they have people in-house in their academy team okay. that, uh, that they do have some ability to bring people up. So okay. it's not like they're without options. I mean, because that's what they did with the Prita is like from Team Chaser. So like they've been cultivating an academy team, which is the whole benefit of having one is that you can pull people back and forth uh, and without having to worry about contract stuff too much. So there is like options there if they need to fill out their, their tank roster, I think. Yeah, right. and from starting, um, sorry, to, no, to feel on that point, uh, from starting the Chinese region, they ran a ton of Soria um, in contenders. So... That you know, could be something to look for, like if they wanted a Soria specialist. You know, I was doing, I was looking into recently the Overwatch workshop code. You know, the one that Gumba's made for mm -hmm. all of the teams to scrim on. And I didn't realize because I've never fully looked into it, but there's a lot of heroes that can't be replicated properly in the workshop. And so what teams have been scrimming on for the last months, there's some heroes that are just, I mean, you just can't. Like, you, you can't make work. them what... Well, yeah. I don't know whether they would work or not. <clears throat> or they don't work the same way as Overwatch 2. They don't work the same way as even the preview that was shown in Overwatch 2. Like, you can't... Like, for Sombra, for example, you can't hack from stealth. When you hack, yeah, you still get pulled out of stealth and it resets your cooldown. For Zarya, they can't change the length of the bubbles either. So the bubbles are supposed to be longer, two, two and a half seconds. But you can't do that. So it's just nerfed Zarya that mm. you're playing. So I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird situation for tanks to get reps i mean now it should be a bit better now that they've uh allegedly got access to the um to the client or at least that was being reported i think was that halo or something was reporting that i can't remember who it was. but also the fundamentals of it don't like i do agree that like the practice situation is weird but it's still the fundamentals of the tanks are there at least like you can still at least who understands like okay what do you need to do differently now with these new abilities in the workshop versus like because it's obviously not going to be the exact same sure. hero and the way you play it with 
you know, less tanks. So yeah, I'm, they I'm can excited still get a to see Gaga's Doomfist. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I think they're going to have to get another tank though, because I don't think, based off the reports I've heard, is that the there's not a lot of main tanks that are settling into the off tank role as like particularly well. Right. Um, uh, so, it's a big like, learning curve, obviously. It is. It's a huge Massive. learning curve, both mechanically and like how you approach like what you're supposed to do. Of course. Um, so. You know, there is a lot of things to like go there. So I, I think they're going to end up promoting someone, but they might just be waiting to be like, okay, let's see what the actual sure. game is like. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's quite reasonable. If you do some trials based on actual like beta access to Overwatch 2, then that's going to be way more yeah. uh, successful or also, meaningful. presumably, way easier to scout talent that's actively playing Overwatch 2 during the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. If contenders have access to Overwatch 2, I'm assuming they do. Pepe laughed during the Overwatch League season. Listen, yeah, I don't I'm, not, I'm not being bitter anymore. <laughs> I've turned a new leaf. No more little comments from me, okay? No more little comments from me. The Yeah, yeah. it would be way easier for them to scout potential tank talent during the season and seeing which tanks are actually performing well in a 5v5 environment. Okay, two more questions. The, la the, the second to last question is support line. We haven't talked about them too much. Jonathan, you talked a little bit about this. Evil Tull, if people have forgotten, there was some drama around Evil Tull towards the end of the season where he was unmotivated to play. He was like, I think they literally said he was like reading manga instead of scrimming or something. I can't exactly remember what it was, but there was some weird bullshit where they had to put Nisha in at the end of the season uh, and Evil Tull has now been demoted to a two-way player. So if we assume that Nisha is going to be full-time main support for this team, and then you either swap between Monk or Farway. How good is this support line compared to the rest of the league? We've seen good success from these players on Chengdu in 2021. Is their support line in any way comparable to the DPS line in terms of where it would rank? And if not, where would you put it roughly? I think it would be below the DPS line, but I really like the support line. I, I always rated Monk last year. I thought Monk was an amazing player. Um, for Chengdu at times when obviously uh, they kind of alternate play time at weird moments as well with Farway, but uh, they've covered the gaps in terms of if they want to run double flex support, that's really good. Um, if Nisha is going to be just the main support player for them, yeah. I think that helps if it's just Nisha rather than the musical chairs of having to swap Evertil out because Evertil was misbehaving in scrims or whatever and you're, you know, you're trying to essentially discipline Evertil to, sure. you know, say hey this is unacceptable blah 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 if you don't even have to deal with that in the first place i imagine they will be in a better situation and main support was never really a role where you're looking at individual mechanics to really carry you unless you're lee jay gone or i yeah. mean actually evil players Tull kind that... of was though evil Tull was that level of like mechanically very talented mercy so i didn't mean i don't player. mean that it's not a mechanically demanding role i mean like the impact you have from that position tends to be less compared to other roles. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So if Nisha is a quote-unquote downgrade to Evertal and he's playing as the primary player, it's not as big of an issue, right. is, is what I'm trying to get across. I'm worried about this team not from a mechanic standpoint, because I think mechanically, this their support line is very strong. I'm more worried about stylistically, because once again, like from everything that I keep hearing from teams, is that flex support is now having to do the most right now like if you're a flex sport player your life is hell essentially in the workshop <laughs> mode your life is just hell like you're like the, the way his game is played is yours an insane amount of responsibility on your shoulders and you have so much pressure on you to live and i think that the way that chung do has played the game often is that i do think they did a lot better though with evil tool on mercy like they did a great job with pocketing and things like that but even still there are times where you could even see with monk or far away where they would kind of just let them 
do whatever. And like they would play like a race to win the fight as their back line perished. And I think they balanced out their playstyle much more heavily in 2021 comparatively to their previous seasons, but it's still an issue compared to some of the more like peel heavy teams that we've seen. Um, so that's where I'm most, I'm most worried about for this team is like, can they keep Operation Monk alive? Like, can they keep him alive? <laughs> can they keep this man alive in a 5v5 situation? Like, and is it something that they're stylistically ready to like perform? Um, more cool. so than like a mechanics thing. Cool. Uh, okay. Returning to the big picture. What is the, what is the expectation for Chengdu Hunters? We said, I asked you earlier, you take the over under. Everybody said over. Are they winning a stage title? Are they winning multiple stage titles? Remember, they are in the region with the Shanghai Dragons, who we probably have as our default number one team heading into next year. Also a revamped Souls Dynasty, which could be... Absolutely. Too, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, New York are not going to be in this region. They haven't updated that for whatever reason. So there's seven teams that they have to compete against. And yeah, it's looking like Chengdu, Shanghai, Seoul are the heavy hitters currently. I think this team wants to be aiming for finals appearances like in making it to the grand making, finals making it to the finals in tournaments making it deep in tournaments how many finals did they make this year they made <clears> one <throat> i yeah, think just, just the summer showdown countdown yeah. cup did they make the countdown actually cup? did they make oh, they played shanghai yeah. in the summer showdown too yeah. yeah so it's two finals two. Yeah. yeah so yeah do you i think, think i think similar finals. kind of thing i think aiming for for finals because again top one top two position uh, I'm, well remember as well that the format is different right so yeah, they're going to be playing stage, stage one and stage one three they're going to be competing APAC, against in, in APAC, APAC yeah. and then mid-season tournament they're competing against so i think mid-season and overall playoffs i mean i would argue like just to to extrapolate i guess top four okay if that makes sense because they're going to be competing against the other region i suppose right like aiming in that regard but definitely want to be aiming to be i think so competing like final shoulder semis, to shoulder semis that kind yeah of kind of like shoulder to shoulder with shanghai i think should be the goal initially right you want a team that's going to be able to go toe to toe with them you want to be the other apac team that's i think everybody's looking at with fear you're looking at your schedule and you're saying oh fuck it's chongdu right right chin moves in my dreams <laughs> you know i agree with that i think top two apac i think if you don't win a stage or like a regional thing i think you'll be disappointed i think this is the time for this team and I think they're going to be top two APAC. I think end of the season playoffs, probably aiming for top four. Yeah, I think there should be like a top three team. I think they're going to, I think actually some teams in the West, and we, we will get into this, have actually kind of like zigzagged or downgraded some of their teams. And I think Chengdu is going to benefit from that. And that's part of why I have them over this, week, this year as well. Connor, what do you think? About the same. I mean, realistically, they should be. It'd be kind of a shame if, with this roster and the performance last year, that they don't, that they aren't consistently hitting. I'm not going to put, like, I don't know if they're necessarily, cause just because of the unknown landscape of it all, but I, I don't think, but I'm going to apply the same standards to every team as we go forward. But top four team basically in the league, just a top four overall team in the league should be like where their baseline should be aiming for based off their current roster and previous performance, mm. um, and also with how 5v5 has changed. So, like, obviously, as a top four team, you could go to the grand finals and potentially win the league or, like, win multiple stage titles. But, like, I'm not making, like, a hard stance other than, like, they should be competing for the top. Sure, sure. Well, there you go. We are full of the Chengdu copium. No, it's not copium. It's hopium. It really is. It's pure overflowing. Like, cup is overflowing with hopium. Kind it's of liquid vibes. now, is it? Yeah. Um, I imagine it a little bit like liquid nitrogen, where it is gaseous. Mm. 
you know it has in some like, form yeah yeah it's um mm-hmm. it's somewhere between that i don't know i've that never seen it incredibly before. dangerous to put in your body well <laughs> it, it is. is it is incredibly dangerous, oh, okay. it is dangerous. <laughs> watch out Chengdu fans you you could be bitterly <laughs> disappointed but i don't think you will be i think this is going to be a nasty team all right next week we're going to be doing the guangzhou on oh, next week in a couple of days we're going to be doing the guangzhou charge and then the hangzhou spark in a chinese triple header so we'll catch you for those episodes coming out soon